Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to Gloss, the celebrity and pop culture podcast and conversations you have with your best friends. Think of us as your weekly check-in for a coffee, a peppermint tea for anxiety, or a chilli mug when things get spicy. I can confirm we are on coffees today, Anna. Thank you again for bringing a delicious coffee for us. Hosted by podcaster Belle Crawford and my friend Anna Scarborough-Rawson. Anna, how are you? How was your week? Week was good. Week was good. Feeling a little bit flat today. Oh, yeah. good. I'm on... Minimal sleep, so um, this should be interesting. You'll be great. I know what you mean, though. Sometimes it can be you're sort of like burning the midnight oil, but hey, that's when random stuff can come out. Sometimes you might pull out your best performance. You never yet. know. Yeah. It's just like sick kids all the time. It's either me or the kids or one of them. And at the moment, if Freddie's got a runny nose, then Jagger can't go either because they're from the same household. It's just life. I mean, yeah. I, I have got such respect for single working mums. I don't know how they do it just so yeah, hard kids. you can't get anything done when they're around like I chose yesterday to try and reorganize heaps of cupboards which um did not go very well yeah kids just seem like they're constantly sick as someone who doesn't have kids yet I'm like mm. do I want them yeah well like, <laughs> they just always seem sick like, yeah well you think about it like especially Jagger he's two he's born in a pandemic and Freddie's four they've been home for a couple of years they haven't been exposed to anything they've got no immunity to all these bugs and it's winter everyone's just forgotten what it's like to have a cold in winter Anyway, how are you? I am good, thanks. No, I am good, but I've also, I, I don't know, like I, this is something I'm working on for myself at the moment. I am good, but I have been having some rough patches recently and I know that it's because I have been overworking and like had a lot of change, like I've moved house and I don't, I don't know, I have this thing where I don't want to come on here and be like, yeah, I've been having a rough patch a bit lately, but it's been a full-on time and, and I am making some changes and I'll be able to tell you about that soon, which will definitely help. But I think I spent the weekend almost recovering from some of that, just haven't really had time to do like normal stuff for myself, mm. like normal self-care, normal eating, like just normal shit. And I have been a bit stressed with different things and like to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. Burnout was real. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's lots of good things going on as well. And here I am going on my happy, but you know, vibe, but there are, I am looking forward to seeing my dad. So to Melbourne, I haven't yeah. seen him in like two and a half years, which is really hard not seeing your family for a long time. Thank God for FaceTime. Yeah. But I'm very close with my family. So that's going to be really fun. Something to look forward to. I'm really loving our new home. We haven't been here long, only a week now, but it's really nice setting things up. I'm getting like home interior inspo and we're ordering a new couch soon. I'm looking for a new rug. Yeah. Oh my God, you're an interior designer. So you're the perfect person to talk about this. I'm trying to work out what this style is. So the area I'm living in, reminds me of a part of Wellington which I grew up in and so yeah. I'm feeling very nostalgic it's very nice actually I'm feeling very nostalgic at the moment and even being in this home there's aspects of it 
like with wooden floors and and different things. And I've actually in the in our living space in the lounge, I've got a painting up on the wall that belonged to my grandparents. They had a massive art collection, very into like art and paintings and things. And so I've had I got given it years ago, but I've never hung it up in a yeah. place I've lived in. But here, okay. I'm trying to work out what's the style because I'm even changing some of the like some of the things I have I'm not even putting out because obviously I know I have like a certain taste and things what's the style and I've tried to look it up where it's semi-traditional like you might like those rugs that are you know the older rugs that are more traditional like the red or whatever pattern in them yeah that kind of style what I looked online was like sort of like a bungalow chic sort of or bungalow look where it's those traditional things and not too much stuff what is, does that even make sense? What kind of style is that? <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> can you read my mind? I think I can read your mind. I'm the worst person for that though um, because I like aspects of so many different designs. Like I quite often say to Tom, if we ever build, I just have like this brain like vomit of all these different things I like. I think you just got to take aspects of things you like and go with it. If you like it, you like it. I think you're thinking maybe a bit of a traditional like modern takes on like traditional yeah. bungalow you're thinking maybe like people are doing a lot of it now and almost calling it like a bit of not Hamptonese but like quite a lot of the the timber a lot of whites um mm. I love I'm, I'm so funny how a lot of things you wouldn't have liked maybe in your 20s I really like now like I'm into like, those traditional Persian rugs and things like that like paintings and stuff I've got Same, a few things yeah. and it's I don't know it's just I think as you get a bit older you're just like I like what I like and if it's nostalgic design is so subjective and your home needs to make you feel good mm. and something that makes you happy <laughs> do I make sense to you like no yeah. I totally get it no. I know what you mean though yeah. for sure and I've got um a lot of the good rug places now are online which is really frustrating but yeah, I'll send you some links because there are some really good places yeah rugs I love rugs Tom and Tom like just kind of thinks rugs are like no. superfluous so they're just not really needed I remember one of like the a fight one of our first fights was over like getting a rug for our house it was just like why do we need a fucking rug sort of thing <laughs> um I love rugs so much oh and you God, keep same. them like my parents I still sometimes go to their house and like their garage has just got they've got a huge garage and it's full of stuff it's quite tidy now but like I know where to find the goods and I'll quite often like go and steal a stole a few like Persian rugs and yeah yeah and it's such a sign of like being an adult like buying actual proper rugs like investing in good rugs because like there's nothing wrong with getting cheaper rugs if that's what you need or you can afford like we we all do that right we've all got rooms where we might have one that's more affordable and I'm not going to go out there and spend thousands of dollars on a Persian rug I still can't bring myself I definitely can't I can't afford that with children yeah exactly you can get really good like wool backed ones that are good quality so yeah I think that's a that's a real sign of being an adult is investing in good rugs no you know what I about, I was having this thought on our way home from um, the beach on the weekend is um, when I was like in my 20s, I just wanted to paint everything black. Like that was kind of... I was, Same, I had lots of black furniture and yeah, now I'm like... White and I was thinking that is just a sign of my adult, like my design evolution is that everything I would like to be white now. It's just a, it's a sign of I'm an adult now and my I still love like black and white. I'm very, I'm very like... Um, I like to be a minimalist with stuff like that, but then like kids and toys and shit and stuff like that. But then I also really like eclectic things yeah. and things add bits of colour and oh I my I think like my heart and soul is very much like mid century. I love like Bauhaus and all that sort of thing. Like really love fifties, sixties design. But then also really love like villas and back like 
art deco and things like that and then oh I just honestly but then I'm also really liking more like beachy Hampton sort of yeah. things right now and then I don't know I mean I really would really like to build we're always renovating but would like to build at some stage and it will be um interesting like how you yeah. decide when you are so passionate about design and like so many different things yeah I'm just finding like I'm not even wanting to get out all of my things anymore I'm like no I'm <laughs> it's like a setting up a different and like I obviously still have my things around but like yeah. the other day I got out I've got some really cool neon lights and I'm like no I don't want to put this doesn't look right in here save them though they're quite cool for no, like I'm not, kids rooms yeah, 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 or yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. throwing a couple of them out I'm not getting rid of because they're very precious and I, and I love them yeah but yeah it's just interesting when you're going through different stages and I am feeling very nostalgic and almost like not wanting to create a home like my grandparents parents home that I have a lot of good memories in it was like basically like you know it was my grandparents home but it was like a family home yeah. for all of us for so many years but it's just like creating that sort of not copying their look but just aspects of it yeah. and it's really I just love it and looking at couches I like the ones at the moment that are really like wide set and almost like mm. square mm-hmm. the cushiony thing and I know again same like a white couch how cool would that be but that's so not practical no we plan to have a family in the next few years that's not going to be good with kids and even I like that I still want a linen couch but even a creamy linen that's not practical um couches yeah I would love, like I just would, I just so so want to get a new couch for our like main family kitchen area um but we got this one when we before we had kids and it is the one where the kids like sit on it the most there's stuff on it I get it cleaned like once a year but I've just started putting blankets on it and stuff because it doesn't matter what you do it gets stuff spilt on it I think you just gotta be okay with this is the stage of life that we're in and I think it's really easy to get caught up in it when you go on Instagram or whatever and like you know everyone is into that white linen very like I don't live in this room kind of look and it looks really nice and it would be nice to have but it's just not practical and I think that is the thing is like design and what you like your home you take aspects and that's all what design is taking aspects of other people's things that they like and copying it like you take bits that you like and you borrow it and you apply it to your space and it's just got to make you feel good like what I like you might not like and then what you like someone else might not like and then when you combine it with a partner it's like well you're not going to like everything the same just do what you like it's subjective one thing that we really love and I love your home I love setting up nice homes and it's just something we can share on this podcast it's gonna be really exciting and I will be making more vlog content soon when I have the energy and the time for it because it's something I just love doing and I don't know if you're the same you obviously you're an interior designer but when I was a little kid just pretending I was doing makeovers and I think that's you get really creative when you're a kid because you don't have like money to do proper you're not doing proper renovations but just changing things around or creating different looks or being like really resourceful with what you had I just loved doing that all the time it was so much fun I have a little design confession um what (laughs) what have you done no I'm not like I really love like DIY and I will always bite off more than I can chew when Tom goes away because it's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission right like he'll come (laughs) home and he'll just be like what the what was that project you did and I came around for a coffee and you were doing something I was in a spiral what was like it looked amazing but what explain that to us what were you doing I (laughs) timber white battens half round battens I lined the front of our island with them and then we've got this like floor to ceiling kind of the end of a cabinet I did that as well and then it in hindsight was a bit more work for then a few days because you had to go and like fill in all the holes and the sanding and the painting and then two kids at home 
I when you came over, I think I was just in a bit of a spiral. Right. But um, yeah, it does look good now. You it did. Didn't you look were very, very like you got a lot done. Never underestimate me on a mission. Like I, I'm, I started this job and it was so it looked so bad when it first got put up. I was like, it looked kind of like bambooy when you could see the wood through. I was like, this is not a good vibe. And then I thought we'd I'd like messed up our quite expensive kitchen. No, it looks quite good. Uh, another thing, do you have a recommendation for us this week? Yeah, I do. I was thinking about that when you asked me before, and I've been waiting for a new series or new season to come out of this podcast. It's a little bit of a change from my Murder Your Husband serial killer podcast usual thing. It's called Everyone Has an Ex. It's Georgia Love's podcast. You've interviewed her, who you said. Yes, I have. Yeah, in the past. Have Self-love you listened to the love. podcast? Yeah, I've listened to little bits of it. Very interesting stories. Yeah, like each episode is just someone telling their story about a relationship that didn't work out. And the stories are wild. Like you just end up feeling so much better about whatever situations you've gone through. But really interesting stories and they're short enough that you just have to listen to the whole thing. And I've been listening to a BBC podcast called Unreal. It's a critical history of reality TV uh, co-hosted by Pandora Sykes, who you may know from the Hilo with Dolly Mm. Alderton. It's really well put together and I was listening while we were unpacking and doing things at home. There was one on obviously Love Island, like two parts going into it, which was really interesting. And also like the originals, you know, like the Made in Chelsea's or the yeah. Only Way is Essex, that sort of, and Toei as well, which I oh, found really interesting or Towie or whatever Towie. it is. Yeah. Towie, but, I was like, no, I don't I think of feet when you say Towie. Towie. But yeah, that was, I really enjoyed that episode the most. Probably that was like the first of British, been in the charts a lot lately, okay. so you may see it. It's like a like yeah. TV screen with like distorted on the image. It's good. I'll have a little yeah. listen. Uh, I did notice you had your hair done. Looks really good. I love it. Thanks. It doesn't look very good right now because I came with wet hair. But, yeah, no, I um, got it chopped a little bit again. Yeah, so obviously podcast, uh, not a visual medium, but we will provide some visual assistance to this on our <laughs> at Gloss of Podcast <laughs> socials. But, yeah, you've got your blonde, and I love the like the tops, really nice. It's kind of what I wanted more last time. They went a bit blonde for me. I've always been blonde, um, but I've always had long hair for a long time it's been growing longer and longer and I don't know why but I had this like the way I justified it I wanted to chop my hair for ages and I think most girls will relate like you always want to do something drastic whether it's a color or chop it all off but I had in my head like oh I'll have long hair for my wedding and then I'll chop it and then I did that and I was like oh I'll wait till I have a baby and then I'll chop it and then I had one baby I was like I'll wait till I have my last baby and then I'll chop it because I wanted the baby photos to look you know long beautiful cohesive Rapunzel yeah is that the vibe we're going for is it these Um, days cohesion for mum to look the same Oh, in both photos. Yeah. Got you. Matchy, yeah. matchy, right. Just like we like to colour code and match our books. Got you. And, and yeah. also, you like, I don't know, I quite often you look at someone's baby photos and their mum will have long hair and they look so different. Also, I feel like having shorter hair is like more growing up. Oh, okay. It's like I'm a mum now. I'm a mum of two. This is my haircut. Like a mom bob I'm or a mum haircut. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mom. So, um, yeah, I find it quite funny though because Tom doesn't, I don't know if he's got like some past trauma or something. He won't comment whether he like something I've done to my hair really yeah if he notices that's quite good I've box dyed my hair one time from blonde to brunette and he didn't notice first but everyone did notice and when I asked him about it 
And I asked him, I was like, do you know, do you like this or do you prefer blonde or brunette? And he just flat out would not comment whether he liked it or not. So there's been no incident between you two where... No, like- absolutely nothing. No, I don't know. Maybe, you know, he just loves me the way I... Just loves me for me. <laughs> I could shave my head and he wouldn't even notice. No, I have no idea. Maybe past trauma from commenting on someone's haircut. But um, Freddie notices. He's so observant. He's like, Mom, I love your hair. It's so beautiful, like Barbie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, speaking of which, have you seen uh, photos... Ken? Of the Barbie movie, like Ken and I've Barbie. I've only, only seen Ryan Gosling. Okay, I have to show you. I've been so excited. I know there's been all over online as well. Uh, Margot Robbie is going to be Barbie. Oh, and of course. Her outfits, honestly, they just look so cool. I'm very excited. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because we play with Barbie so much. But I'm everyone's so hyped about this movie online as well. Um. Yeah. No. That's. Is anyway, it like an adult? Note, is it an adult Barbie movie? I like, is it so. R rated? I or? don't know. I mean, it's only in filming now, but yeah. Interesting. We're gonna be the ones that want to watch it. Obviously, Freddie's really into Barbie at the moment. Good. Not, but like Netflix, they've got a new version of Barbie. It's called Barbie's Dream House. Kim, would you stop taking pictures of yourself? Your sister's going to jail. Next week we'll have our first Show Meets Book Club episode. Deep diving Dolly Alderton's Everything I Know About Love, the book, and of course the recent TV adaptation. If you haven't watched it yet, there's still time. Watch it with us. TVNZ Plus in New Zealand and Stan in Australia. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. While we are a celebrity and pop culture podcast, we also have conversations about things that matter to women. I mean, the self-love club media makes content for women. So we feel strongly about this and we think we, you know, should cover it. So we want to talk to you today about what we've seen happen in regards to abortion in the US with Roe versus Wade, what's happened and why it's important to women, transgender, non-binary people all around the world, and why it's still important to us in New Zealand, because there are some people who have the opinion that, oh, what does it matter? It's in America, you know? Mm. But we've both had, I guess, strong gut reactions, yeah. like so many people have. And also, to simplify it, you'll see things on social media, and it's really easy to like see the clickbait and be outraged. But then when I was trying to do some research, I really wanted to understand why it was happening, what it was happening, and just how many different articles and documents I had to read to get like a simple answer and then all the legal jargon. Yeah, we just want to talk about it because obviously we're women and I don't really think it should even just concern women. Like if you're a man, a heterosexual man, 
it should affect you too. Like, where's your voice? You should be outraged too because this affects you. Like, Yeah, we'll break it down and we'll share more of our reactions and opinions as we go. But essentially, you found a really good definition of what it is. So yeah, basically, Roe v. Wade was a landmark, de- landmark decision of the US Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States generally protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion. So it's not just a law, it's a constitutional right for a woman to have access to abortion. Yeah, and this has been in place since 1973, and what's happened now is the Supreme Court ruled in favour of eliminating this law, uh, Roe vs Wade, so taking away a woman's right to abortion. Immediately, uh, 31 million women lost their right to obtain an abortion in their state, most of the US, like it's illegal now. And the Supreme Court didn't provide any guidance on how it's meant to roll out. So now it's going to get very messy and treated state by state. And a lot of people are wondering, I mean, all of us had that reaction when we woke up over the weekend and the news and everyone's upset. And I think a lot of us spent the weekend feeling, I felt really sad and angry. Like, yeah, I think I texted you about it. You feel scared. It's also just crazy to me that it's not what, a huge majority of Americans wanted, over 80% of Americans, believe that women should have the right to access abortions. In the US, the popular vote doesn't dictate who gets into power. This is all happening because Trump is the gift that keeps on giving, right? Yeah, so looking into why this happened, during his term, Trump elected three very conservative Supreme Court justices, and they have a lot of say in what happens in the law because even you look at the president, Joe Biden, he's against this. He came out saying it was a sad day. Yeah, so he doesn't have any final say over it. So essentially... Trump started this by bringing these people into the Supreme Court. And a lot of states already had really conservative views about abortions and had laws ready to rule out. But Roe versus Wade prevented them in doing so because that was a woman's right. Mm. Now it's been overturned so they can all go ahead. And like I say, they had all this stuff ready to go to make that happen. So what it means is already over 31 million women And there will be more, you know, transgender, non-binary have lost their right to access abortion. There's so many factors to this and we can talk more about this. People might not know, and this is what I found really interesting and this is why I got really angry is because the treatment for a lot of conditions or things you might experience. Heptocrit pregnancy. Yeah, like they use abortion for that. It's healthcare. Mm -hmm. You know, the treatment for a septic uterus is abortion. The treatment for a miscarriage that your body won't release is abortion. Mm -hmm. And if you can't get these things... You could die. You will die. Mm -hmm. You could, you would die. Yeah. So that's why I got really angry because, like, it's just so short-sighted. What about people who are raped, sexually assaulted, abused, incest, you know? like That's the thing. There's no thought. It's so short-sighted. Well, it's basically, you know, these three very right-wing, very conservative, very religious justices got in to the Supreme Court not because they were voted in by a series of deaths and resignations. They were elected by Trump. So they're not there because people wanted them there. Already eight states have legislated to ban abortion in all circumstances, including rape and incest. An additional 13 states are likely to adopt the ban almost immediately. A further nine states are uncertain. It's just not known really where this is going to go next. I follow this really amazing 
obstetrician gynecologist. I've actually had her on the Self Love Club, Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. She's amazing. And mm-hmm. she's very, like, at the moment, she is using her platform, her voice. She's got a big social media following. And she was just so gutted and upset, but I'm really enjoying seeing. And that's why I think I encourage you to follow people that are actual healthcare providers, like experts in this field, because they'll be giving proper information. But, you know, this could only be the start. They're looking at potentially contraception and making gay marriage illegal. These things could be next because Justin's Clarence Thomas, he's one of these Supreme He's the Court only African-American one. Yeah, yeah, he has said, and there, there is, you know, you can look up videos online, he said that landmark high court rulings that establish gay rights and contraception rights should be reconsidered now that the federal right to abortion has been revoked. He has written that those rulings were horrendous decisions. So essentially he's saying that, you know, next on their list, contraception and gay marriage could be next, which is just so awful. And it just seems like we've gone back 50, however more years. Yeah. Like, Why? They're already saying that they will and they're threatening to punish people who cross state lines. How do you like how do you govern that? I don't know. At the understand. moment, I we interviewed a journalist based in the US. At the moment, that's not something you can do. No. So yeah, sure. But they're threatening it. Of course. And like even people are saying be careful what period tracker apps you're using. Flow, which is one of the main ones, I'm using that one at the moment. They're saying that they are working on like a protection, data protection, and you can sign in. There's gonna be a new feature where you can sign in anonymously so it doesn't track your data in case that gets used against you yeah um and also the thing with the traveling thing you know this is why I got really upset and this is who I and I know you do as well we think about the most the people who are in the states or are privileged enough to be able to travel to get an abortion if that's something they need to do and but you know think about the people in state some people don't even ever leave their states I know in America you know the states the states are massive and someone who is living you know maybe paycheck to paycheck working more than one shift Working yeah. in a factory somewhere in Texas, they're not, they can't leave to go to fly to a state where you can do it. So it's just going to put these people who are already disadvantaged and living in these circumstances. It's just, it's just so short sighted. Have they thought about an offering more, like not one no, of them, nothing. not one of those Supreme Court justices has said, oh, we'll provide more welfare, more support, more food. It's just so stupid and not thought out. All those 13 states that have immediately banned abortions, none of them even offer any type of basic parental paid leave. If this were about saving babies, they would be putting in place things to support these women once they have the baby. This is about control and stopping women from having any autonomy over like their reproductive systems and accessing healthcare. Yeah, like you were saying before, abortion is an economic issue this is not going to affect wealthy women it's not going to stop the people that can afford to travel this is going to affect the woman struggling to feed the children she already has the woman working three jobs the woman who is undocumented the woman who's been raped the woman who is pregnant as a result of incest abortions will still be happening mm-hmm. but i mean isn't it better to have them done by professional safe people you know people are safe that way rather than making it a situation where people will die because of this it will be a return of like the underground abortions I wanted to touch on as well you know people are entitled to their personal beliefs I was brought up Catholic but I that's not my belief like that's not my attitude or belief when it comes to this because I think personally I think outside of myself and I'm not saying if you are 
if you believe that, you're entitled to that belief, but I don't think it should affect and then dictate how anyone else lives or their rights because they may not be in the same situation as you. They may need an abortion for health reasons. If you need to get an abortion, you should be able to get one and you shouldn't have to explain yourself. Like when I shared it on my social media, I felt very strongly and I was really keen to record about it as well because then you can have a proper conversation about it. Yeah. I had a couple of people message me, one saying that she was really disappointed in me because she really liked, it's a real shame because I really like your podcast. Unfollow. Yeah, and then other someone else, other people were trying to DM me. I just didn't even reply to them and I don't even know if I want to go into this side of it because I just don't even want to go there with this conversation of saying, you know, like comparing abortion rights to um, vaccine mandates. and. That oh, I've heard thing. that too and it's like, I just how can you make that comparison yeah. they're so different some people don't realize that I actually do have journalistic I'm a journalist like mm. I, I have a journalistic background and so I'm very careful to not share I'm very feel very strongly about not sharing misinformation yeah you are careful and I and I know how to like go about things properly mm. and so when someone was like you're sharing misinformation about like, well, I'm actually not. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what you don't believe in. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't believe if you if you don't believe in abortion, don't have one. Like, no one is making you have one. But do not take away all reproductive rights of all women because it doesn't align with your personal beliefs. That is the definition of narcissistic self-importance, thinking that because you believe something, all of society has got to believe that. And you know what? I can't speak for Belle, but if you don't agree with what I'm saying that's cool like I don't mind if you don't agree with what I'm saying I'm open to all discussions but if what I am saying offends you so deeply and you just can't see any other way about it and if you know me personally like defriend unfollow like I just don't see how someone can be that short-sighted and not see that in some situations even if you are religious there is a time and a place if it means that you might die like some people are told that if you continue on with this pregnancy you will die like the mother's health is at risk I don't understand it's just ignorance yeah and again you are entitled to those beliefs if that's how you feel and I never want to when I share things I don't know I I never want to like make people feel again this is people pleasery but I'm getting braver to share what I feel because a lot of the time I think when you share opinions or things and even though I always come from a place of wanting to help others and I care so much for other people you can't please everyone if you come at me I will come at you well an intelligent argument I'm not I don't want to fight with you I don't want I don't I'm not like nasty but you can think the way you think but that doesn't mean other people have to live that way and I think about others like you know the people that unless you've been in that situation like how how would you like if you, you don't know like if you haven't been in a situation where you've been sexually assaulted what, what would you, how do you know what you'd even do? Like, you might go, oh no, well, God wants me to have this baby. But it's like, well, that's cool for you. But that's, yeah, again, I'm probably waffling. No, I know. I think it's totally valid. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. But when your personal opinion is to the detriment of a whole country, because it doesn't align with what you personally believe, I can't sit back and just be like that's okay nah especially because they are quite often the ones that are so willing to tell you exactly like why you are wrong and I believe in what I believe in you believe in what you believe in that's absolutely fine I'll do what I want to do you do what you want to do yeah no judgment to you 
but don't tell me what I can and can't do, especially when it's got like an actual health reason if this baby is not. Like some of these babies don't have brain stems. So they're not going to survive outside the womb. What would be more traumatising, being forced to carry a baby against your will, birth it for it to die? It's so short-sighted. It's not dismantling abortion rights, it's dismantling democracy. Like This is purely about control. And this is the legacy of Donald Trump. The reality show president has taken away all the choice of millions of vulnerable females at possibly one of the most traumatic times of their lives. You don't just go out to get an abortion like brunch on the weekend. A large number of these people are facing huge hardship in unbelievable circumstances. But then a power-hungry man decided it was an issue that he could use to his advantage to win him votes, and it did. Having a baby is one of the biggest choices you will ever make. Being a mother is one of the hardest jobs in the world, and that is when you choose to do it for yourself. Mm. Women in America today have less rights than their mothers and their grandmothers. That is outrageous. And pregnancy is 30 times more dangerous than an abortion. People are going to die. There are pregnant women right now in America who will die because of this ruling. There are pregnant people right now who will be forced to have babies they do not want and cannot care for because of this ruling. If women do not have any reproductive rights, there are no rights. Like There will never be equality. It's all about control. Yeah, and that's what's like, I guess, upset so many of us. And I, I mentioned on the radio show I've been working on the other day, they they like were really supportive and they wanted to know what I thought about it as mm. a female. And I said, like, it just makes you feel less than. Like, we yeah. already feel less than. It's almost like you get sick of the fighting. Like, how many years do we have to do this for? And I mean, I feel for them and I, de- I care for people so deeply, sometimes at the detriment of myself. Yeah. Like, I know you're the same, that I'll care so much about everybody else that at times it's like completely distorted me from myself and worrying about myself which is not healthy I do the same people I know that have had abortions you know like it's not nice it's awful I've all had them for genuine reasons yeah like, and it's not no like one just decides oh I'm gonna get one today and it's not a nice experience to go through like no. I would be so I personally haven't had an abortion people's stories I've been reading over the last few days people have been sharing their stories which they're so brave for doing mm. so afterwards feeling so depressed and and some of them suicidal and you know feeling really guilty and this leads us to the next point and why does it matter to those of us outside of the US first of all any woman's and human's rights should matter to us abortion in New Zealand was only decriminalized in 2020 that's two years ago the bill passed by 68 votes to 51 which is quite a lot closer than you might think What the bill changed, so prior to abortion being decriminalised in New Zealand, women needed a clearance from two doctors on the grounds of mental or physical risk to get an abortion. So basically what it means now is that if you're earlier than 20 weeks, it goes through, and then any later in the pregnancy, the medical practitioner has to believe it's clinically appropriate and has to consult at least one other qualified health practitioner. So that's what currently happens in New Zealand. You can vote for who you want. We're not telling you who you should. It's not ever going to be our vibe here. But you should know how people in this country voted against it. And maybe in the next election, you might think about that a little bit. If you feel so strongly, and my sister and I had a conversation because she was felt very strongly too. She was like, said she was shaking reading stuff. You may think you want to vote for a certain party, but if you feel so strongly about this, I know for me, it changes things. It's like fiscally, you might want to vote for someone, but Mm. morally, you cannot. 
Yeah. Like in New Zealand, over half of one of the biggest parties, one of the major players, 64% of the national party are against and have voted against decriminalising abortion. That was 35 people. But in Labour, obviously, in Parliament, um, another major player, nine out of 46 Labour MPs voted against it. So that's just to put it in perspective for you. I felt quite conflicted about all that, yeah. That's what I was thinking the other day when it's like we're all sharing this stuff to our Instagram stories, but if you actually feel strongly about it, again, your opinion, you're right, you don't have to do anything that anyone else tells you to do, but if you felt that strongly about it, don't just share it on your Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Actually, like, think about your morals and values. I mean, is that enough that we're protected by law currently, but then at the same time knowing that there's people in power that feel the way they do. I did see quite a few celebrity reactions and one which was epic. Did you see the video of Olivia Rodrigo and Lily Allen on stage at Glastonbury? I did see a little bit of it, yeah. I want to play a little bit to you. This was what Olivia said first and then we'll play their performance which was just so powerful, I loved it. I'm devastated and terrified and so many women and so many girls are going to die because of this. And um, I wanted to dedicate this next song to the five members of the Supreme Court who have showed us that at the end of the day they truly don't give a shit about freedom. time for thanks so much for listening to this episode of gloss please make sure if you haven't already to hit subscribe on your podcast app leave us a five-star rating this means heaps and also if you're enjoying listening please write us a kind review you can find us and follow at gloss the podcast on instagram for videos to keep up with our content and we'll catch you soon adios